Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Good morning. So we'll, we'll start by talking about why I'm up here. Um, by the way, my name's Kevin Gregory. I'm the youth pastor here. Some people, after first service, I didn't do that, and they asked me what my name was. So if you didn't know, my name's Kevin Gregory. And uh, I'm here because Pastor Dan and Pastor Emily are going to take a couple weeks off. And man, this is such a healthy thing for a church. It's so healthy when our pastors can get away and connect with each other and get refreshed and get rest and, and come back and just give us what they got. We want to receive out of their overflow, but they can't have overflow if they don't get away to go and, and get some quiet time. And I was thinking about that. I uh, came up with that story where Elijah goes and he takes a nap and he has some cake and he did it twice. And I said that to Pastor Dan. I'm like, just go take a nap, have some cake and come back. And uh, we're so thankful for them to have the opportunity to do that. So if we can just honor them, we're just going to pray over them real quick. Um, this morning as the worship team and the AV team were praying together. Um, Abigail prayed this prayer for them, and she asked for God to pour out his anointing oil on them. And I just, I want to I wanna mimic that and, and pray that again this morning. So God, we thank you so much for Pastor Dan and Pastor Emily who love us, who shepherd us, who teach us, who pour into us, who are there for us all the time. We are so blessed in this church to have them be our shepherds. And so we just ask, God, that you would just give them this time where they can connect with each other, where they can get refreshed. Holy Spirit, speak loud to them. God, pour out your anointing oil on them. I just want to receive a little sip of their overflow, and I know I'll be filled up. And so we thank you for the opportunity for them to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, give it up Pastor Dan and Emily. All right, let's do that. <laughs> awesome. So, like, I'm so excited and humbled to get up here today, this Giants Will Fall series. I mean, man, Meg was getting us there in worship. Anybody receiving from this series today? I know I have. <clears throat> How about those weapons that she went through? Praise, the word, prayer, and the blood. Anybody be able to use those this last month? Has anybody used those against a giant? Amen, me too. See hands going up. This is good. Has anyone seen Giants Fall? Yeah. Hey, let's celebrate. Let's not just raise a hand. Like, let's celebrate that. Like a giant fell. We use God's weapons, and he, that's, that's awesome. It's powerful. And it's so powerful, like, I don't want to finish it without recapping some of the stuff that we went through this last month because it was so good. And so if you remember, Pastor Dan started this series, and he set the tone for what was going to take place. Here's his opening few sentences about a month ago. In life, we will face giants, giants of fear, worry, sickness, religion, poverty, depression, rejection, you name it, they're out there. And it's not if we will face a giant, but when. And maybe you're facing a giant today, and I want to uncover some truth and deliver some weaponry to defeat the giant in your life. And I don't want you to just face the giant, I want you to see that giant fall. Yeah, amen. This is the essence of what God laid on Pastor Dan's heart, some weaponry to defeat the giant. He didn't just want to see us face the giant. He wanted us to see that giant fall. And so from the first paragraph, we're declaring and testifying to giants falling. 
So we jump to the story of David and Goliath, and we come to the verse where David picked up five smooth stones, and each stone represented certain things. And the first stone that Pastor Dan talked about was praise, and some bullet points from the praise message. Praise changes the environment. Praise attracts God and repels the devil at the same time. Praise makes enemies flee. Praise produces miracles. Praise defeated the enemy time and time again. And praise is the driving force of victory. Yeah. Amen. Let's go. And of course, listen, we got one of those classic Pastor Dan phrases too, right? We got be praise ready and praise steady. And we also got take a praise break. Anybody take a praise break this last month? I'm seeing some hands. Like, this is a good one. If you haven't done that, it's a really good one. When things go sideways in your house or kids start arguing, we don't have that problem in my house. But when, when kids start arguing, uh, you take a praise break. And nope, no, 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 we're going to stop that right now. Take a praise break, give it to God, and man, the environment changes. And so we had the seven-day praise, seven praise challenge after that message. And then the next week, Pastor Emily brought the message, and she gave us the weapon of the word. And she taught us that the word creates. We speak a promise and, and watch the Holy Spirit, breath of life, do a mighty work. She taught us that the word leads us. It, it leads us away from the enemy and it guides us to the Father. And she taught us that the word heals us. And we got those promise books that help guide us to verses to speak out that are directed at specific giants. And so anybody use the promise book? Yeah. If you don't have one, we can get you one. Um, I actually know... Is she here? Lily's here. Hi, Lily. Lily made her own promise book. She made her own promise book. She's doing a Bible study with my wife and a couple girls, and she's like, hey, look at this. And she's got fear and a verse. She's got this giant and a verse. I'm like, you made your own promise book. That was awesome. That was really cool. Yeah, good job, Lily. And she taught us that that the spoken word is powerful, and God's voice and God's spoken word through our mouths deliver God's power to situations. And she taught us that the word is personal to us. We made some stuff personal during worship, and we made some stuff personal when we're examining ourselves. And Pastor Emily taught us that the word is personal. He, God speaks to us through his word, and we took that seven-day challenge of being in God's word. Anybody use the stone of the word this past month? Slinging at a giant. I know I definitely did. So then Pastor Dan brings us the next stone of prayer. Awesome. Thanks so good at that. Look at how just in order, on point. <laughs> Pastor Dan taught us there's no defense against prayer. He said our prayers are responded to by God and there's zero defense for an answered prayer. And so I wrote this point down because when Pastor Dan said that, when he said there's no defense against our prayer, Pastor Emily goes, ha-ha! I'm like, what? She just cr cracked me up. It was like, like the laugh was this agreeing laugh, this testifying laugh, this declaring laugh that said to the enemy, that's right, take that. You have nothing in your bag of tricks that can combat God's response to our prayer, so ha-ha. That's great. <laughs> Pastor Dan said that, that prayer seeks the heart and the hand of God, and he, talks, and he taught us that prayer talks with God and at our giants at the same time. And he taught that prayer was personal. So we've got James 5, 16. He put up there from the Passion Translation, and it says, confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another, and then pray for one another to be instantly healed, for tremendous power is released through passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. 
Yeah, so praying from our hearts, like not praying uh, a way we think that it should sound or praying the way that I heard somebody else pray before, but praying from my gut, from my soul, from my heart, and just crying out to God, doing that releases tremendous power. And he taught us to pray without doubting, and this was important too, because we have to understand that circumstances that we see don't dictate our theology, but only God's word. God's word is going to dictate our theology, and that's it. And we got a good phrase, got another Pastor Dan phrase, I will faith my fear. I don't think I said that in first service, but I will faith my fear. We always get a good one-liner from Pastor Dan. So last week, Pastor Dan uh, brought us the stone or weapon of the blood, and he called it blood week. And anytime the blood of Christ is preached, it's going to be powerful. And last week didn't disappoint. If you were here, we saw him, him put up Revelation 12, 11 that says, we shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. And we learn sometimes that there's a giant around us and sometimes there's a giant inside of us. And I, and I believe that, like, that, again, went really well with what we did during, during communion where we examine ourselves. Like, it's good to do a heart check now, now and again to find out if there's a giant within. And so last week, we learned some tangible things to recognize like, maybe there is a giant within. Things like complaining or arguing or being offended. If I'm doing those things, then, then maybe it's not a giant around me. Maybe it's a giant within me, and I have to do something about that. And when I recognize that, we can learn how to get the blood flowing. This is what Pastor Dan taught us. We have to admit it. Admit there's a giant inside. We can admit it and confess it. Apply the blood to it and then defeat it and get rid of it once and for all. So absolute, absolute power in those four messages and those four stones that lead us to today. And because I knew I was going to be up here speaking on the final stone, which we're going to get to in a little bit, I took very copious notes, as Meg would say, during this series. And I did that because I wanted to, I wanted to study through all these messages to see if there was like some commonality. And I found there's common themes in a lot of these stones. I want to slow down this time because Val says I, I talk too fast and I went too fast through these things that we found in first service. So these stones we learned about, they do multiple things at the same time. They attract God and repel the enemy. They talk with God and at our giants at the same time. They change environments and create miracles at the same time. They calm us down from attack and stir us into action at the same time. And we're going to hang on to that phrase, stir us into action, because we're going to go there in just a couple minutes. These stones and these weapons, they're powerful. We're going to say it over and over. Let me tell you, I used all these weapons when preparing for today. Like, as a new pastor, I require a lot of time to put a message together. Um, it's not something that comes easy to me all the time. And I have so much to learn, and because of that, the enemy, when it's my turn to come up here, he'll come at me. So here's one of the things that that happen. I like to be completed with these messages a long time in advance, a month, or, a month or so in advance is my like happy place so I can make sure it's done. I don't got to worry about it. I don't have to stress, no fear over it. And I knew at the beginning of this series, like when, when he asked me to do today, I knew this message was going to be different. I knew it was going to be a minute before God gave me what he wanted to say. I knew he wanted me to receive from this series before I was able to right mind. And that like made me very nervous and very <laughs> unsettled. So I knew it was going to be hard. And I had this giant of worry and stress came up very often in the last month or so. 
So as today was fast approaching, I'd start to prepare to write this message, and I'd set my schedule to get here at a certain time, bright and early, but then giants pop up all the time. Every time I would, I would do that, scheduling conflicts, competing priorities, situations that come up that require your immediate attention, and, and it just pulled me away from being able to sit down and do this. And they're not all bad things. Like, sometimes it's just stuff, right? Like, you got to get things done, man. Like, it's part of your job or part of your family, whatever. You got to get things done. But it was pulling me away from doing this. And on one such occasion, I get to work bright and early, and, and I'm, I'm ready to finally get started. I cleared my schedule with everybody. I'm going to get here before everyone else. And, and some stuff popped up unannounced, and I was frustrated. So, like, a service provider was here, and, and he was doing some stuff that had to get done. And, and you have to operate on the service provider schedule. Like, you don't get to set, hey, you come on this day. No. They're going to tell you what day they're going to be here, and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to change everything else because they are in high demand. They're hardworking. They're awesome electricians, plumbers, tradespeople, whatever. We love them. We're thankful for them. But you got to operate on their schedule. It makes it real tough. So one of these providers was here, unannounced, and I knew... I wasn't going to be able to sit down and write anything, so I bought back to my office, and I pull out some weapons, and I start throwing them around. I started with prayer. You know, go, Lord, I'm frustrated. I need to give this to you. Help me be okay with this. You know I got to get this done, and so I just trust you with it, praying, giving my frustration to him, started taking a praise break, threw on some worship music, praying during it, pulled out the word, and started speaking some psalms and declaring God's goodness over the whole situation and sealing it with the blood of Jesus. And of course... This stuff works, man. This stuff works. And peace came over me. God's peace, his assurance that it's going to work out like it always does. We know in all things God works for the good, for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And so it's like, okay, I'm doing the work. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what you want me to do. So I'm going to trust in this moment that it'll work out. And I got peace. I didn't get the message that day, but I got peace about it. So when the peace of God comes on or I'm in the presence of the Holy Spirit, you probably know by now, like, I cry, okay? I cry when I'm in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's okay. I call it Holy Spirit leaking, and that happens. And, and during one of these, pray, these praise sessions in my office, while there's a provider here, you know, it's happening. I got some Holy Spirit leaking going on because I was thankful that I got peace about this, but the guy still needed to be <laughs> let in and out of the church building. So I go to the door a little messed up from some Holy Spirit leaking, and like, I'm not sure what this guy thinks goes on here or what he thought I was doing because we didn't talk about what was happening. But point is, I was thankful God brought peace into that situation and, and these weapons worked. So, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, guy's probably wondering what the heck was going on. But the point of today is the last one we're going to talk about is testimony, right? So when a giant arises, we utilize praise and the word and prayer and the blood against any giant, and it creates testimonies, testimonies of God's goodness, his provision, and his victory. These weapons and stones that we're learning about, they're not just things to learn and never use. Like, they're legit, real, powerful, anointed by God weapons that we can use when giants rise up, no matter what the name of that giant is, all for his glory and all to create testimonies. So what is a testimony? I love when, when Pastor Dan says something like that, and his next line is, I'm glad you asked. It makes me laugh every time. So what is a testimony? I'm glad you asked. Evidence or proof of something, a public recounting of an experience. Testimonies are powerful, encouraging, and inspiring. We're going to get to that inspiring piece in a minute, too. Revelation 12, 11, 
Again, we looked at it last week. It says, they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. So there must be power in our testimonies because testimonies of victory, they don't take place absent praise and absent prayer and absent the word and absent the blood. All of those stones are the ingredients for testimonies to be created. Testimonies, they're just simply telling your story of how you came to faith in Jesus or telling your story of how God helped you overcome a giant and it's verbalizing the goodness of God in your life. We just sang about it. It's a testimony. By the way, everybody in this room, everybody in this room has a testimony. You're here today. And that means this is either the first step in a testimony being created, part of your ongoing testimony being worked out, or the result of a testimony completed. Everybody in here is in one of those spots. I was talking with with a gentleman several weeks ago here at church, and he was telling me how God laid on his heart to give something away. And what he was going to give away was like a really big thing, and and it was going to bless the heck out of whoever received this thing. Huge, huge gift that he was going to give away. And as he was telling me this story, he went on to tell me, like, at one point in his life, he was actually homeless, and now to be in a place where he's blessing somebody out of God's abundance... I'm like, dude, this is, that's like a crazy, awesome testimony. Something happened between homeless and abundance with God, with God, and that needs to be shared. Like, you got to write this down. You got to share it with somebody. And I'm like, listen, you, you, I'm going to tell Mark Vanderbilt that you need to share this at a men's breakfast, and so you better, better get it together because he's going to ask you to do it. So testimonies are both encouraging and give glory to God at the same time. Like, we all have a story to tell of how God got us here, and we will all have stories of how God got us out of the grips of a giant. Testimonies are created all the time. Giants pop up all the time, and God helps us conquer them all the time. Because remember, Pastor Dan started us out by saying, it's not if you will face a giant, but when. They're going to come, and we've got to have some stones to defeat them. That came out really weird. I want to give a couple examples of testimony. Oh, boy. I shared earlier about using these weapons of praise and prayer and the word and the blood over my schedule getting all messed up and pushed around to create an environment of peace. That, that's one. Like, that's the most recent testimony. But, man, God is so good. We all have so many. I, I want to share another one. On July 14th, we took the Thrive Youth Ministry to a conference up in Traverse City. And, and at this conference, uh, after the first session, I had a chance to pray with one of our students. And this student was, they were struggling with a, a very big giant, a very big, dark, heavy giant. And this person was able to receive freedom from it. They were able to receive deliverance from it. We prayed over her. And it was powerful. Holy Spirit showed up and totally delivered this young lady from from this massive giant that was in her life. So, so during the second session, she mustered up like all this, all this courage that the Holy Spirit was giving her and responded to what God was telling her to do. She actually gets up on stage and starts telling all these kids that she didn't know about what God just did for her during the first session. She's given testimony about something she just got delivered from. Praise God. Yeah, right? And here's what happened. Like this set something off, right? So when she did that, 
there's another person that we didn't know from a different church, and, and she had a family member that was struggling with that same giant. But because one of ours got up and gave testimony, she now had the courage to come forward, and she's standing on stage, standing in the gap for a family member that's struggling with this giant too. Yeah, and then what happened next was, was spontaneously, there's some other kid, must have knew who she was. He comes up, and he's like, I'm going to start praying over you. I'm praying over this right now. And then, next thing you know, we got a picture of it. Next thing you know, this is a small section of what happened. There's an entire, an entire sanctuary full of kids that run to the front of the stage to start praying over this girl and help and stand in the gap for somebody that's struggling with a huge giant, all because one of ours had the courage to stand up and give testimony. It set something off. It was so good. So, so the, the conference went, praise for 45 minutes, somebody gives a word, break, praise for 45 minutes, somebody gives a word, break, and, and a third time. This happened during the second one, and I was so blessed by this guy. I don't even, his name is Morgan. He prepared a 45-minute message for the kids, but when this started happening, he's playing guitar. He just steps away. He's like, nope. God's got something going on right now. And so he steps out the way. He doesn't even deliver his message. We get a two-hour praise and worship session where, where the students, through the power of the Holy Spirit, are, are ministering to each other. They're giving words to each other. They're praying over each other. They're, they're, they're doing it like no adult did anything, all because somebody gave testimony. There's so much power in it, so much power in it. Our testimonies will spur others on. Spur them on to have courage to come forward and receive prayer, inspire others, pray for people, and literally change environments and allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. So it reminded me of the story we've been looking at for the last month, David and Goliath. David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David was ticked. Goliath Goliath is out there clowning the armies of Israel and had been for 40 straight days. And something rose up inside David. He's like, no, not today, man. No way. David wasn't concerned with the size or strength of the stats of Goliath either. Either. And by the way, let's look at some. Here's a Goliath, nine feet, six inches tall, bronze helmet on his head, weighing 5,000 shekels of of vest, wearing 5,000 shekels, which is 125 pounds. So he's a big, strong guy, able to carry that around. Got eight foot, five inch rod he's walking around with. This is what is out taunting the armies of Israel for 40 straight days. He looks big. I was going to do an object lesson with Chagger not up here and myself. You guess which one is Goliath. It was not me. But that's not what David saw that day. He didn't see size and strength. He saw something that opposed God and a righteous anger stirred up inside him that stirred him to action. That enemy knew what was about to go down, too, so he tried to throw some stuff at, at David. You know, his brothers tried to shut him down, and King Saul tried to shut him down. You're too small. You're too young. You can't face this giant. Look at that. Oh, that's awesome. That's embarrassing. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. David... You're too small. You're too young to fight this giant. But David picks up this stone of testimony, and he uses it. Look what he, look what he says to King Saul in 1 Samuel 17, 34, 37. I get so nervous up here. Man, we got done with first service. And talk about giants, man. I get a giant of like, you're not good enough. What are you doing up there? All the time. I'm so thankful for my wife. Just prays over me and 
smacks that giant in the face every single time, so sorry about that. So, so Samuel says, Samuel says, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it, and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair. I struck it, and I killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. And the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said, go, Lord be with you. So David gives testimony to the things the Lord did for him in the past to change the environment he's currently in. And that's the thing about testimony. Like when God gives you one, when God creates a testimony for you, it's so powerful, so irrefutable, and it, and and something nobody can ever take away from you or talk you out of. And that confidence you have in what the Lord did for you inspires others. Our student getting up, giving testimony to what God did in her life, set off a two-hour mini revival in Traverse City last week. Our testimonies inspire people. It inspires Saul to say, okie dokie, Lord be with you, because you're going to need it against that giant. And David enters into battle against Goliath. Goliath, he begins to testify about God and declare his praises. A few verses later, in 45, he says, you come against me with sword or spear or javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And all those gathered here, they will know it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you, give all of you into our hands. And so there's so many stones that we're learning about at, at play here. There's praise, declarations of who God is. There's prayer that the Lord will give the Philistines into his hands. And there's testifying to God's power. And all these stones are there creating this testimony that's been talked about for generations. Even people not in this building today are going to know what David and Goliath's story is all about. And so I think it's important to note, again, we don't run around looking for giants to fight. Like, I'm not out there looking to pick a fight with a giant. I'm just looking for places where I can give testimony of God's goodness and his grace and his mercy and his love so people can have a chance to respond to the gospel. Like, they got to know, right? That's my whole thing. And, and that's what I'm out doing. But when a giant comes into my sphere of influence that God gave me favor in, I will absolutely unleash these stones on that giant. David was just there to deliver some bread and take a message back to his dad. He wasn't looking to fight a giant. But when that giant stepped into David's sphere of influence, the stones started flying, creating this victory that goes down in history. And here's the thing about giants I want to talk about real quick. Giants of sickness, disease, finance, worry, busyness, fear, Meg was saying, whatever the name of that giant is, it's the same size. They're all the same size because here's the thing. My giant might look small to you, but it's big to me. I don't ever want to look at something somebody else is going through and not recognize it's a giant they're battling. Because any giant that momentarily distracts you from God's best for you and his goodness and takes your focus off him seems huge at the time. That giant can seem insurmountable when we're looking at the problem. And the hope is that these stones we're learning about 
are taken out in those moments and, and used when we take a praise break and we pray and we speak the word and we cover it in the blood and we see a powerful testimony created. When this happens and when our focus goes back to God and who he is, these giants that once seemed insurmountable now seem insignificant in the light of the magnificent God. These giants that once seemed insurmountable now seem insignificant in the light of the magnificent God. Amen. So these have been offensive weapons. Pastor Dan told us these are, these are stuff we can actively take out and use during battle and, and, and take the offense a little bit. And the cool thing about this stone of testimony is, is ever heard the term the best offense is a good defense? So like sometimes when you're struggling in basketball to get into your offensive sets or get a basket, you turn up the defense to create these easy opportunities in transition. You turn up the defense to get to a better offense. And, and that's the cool thing about testimony. And I love this verse that kind of goes along with that. First Peter 3.15, always be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that is in you. We have to be ready to give a defense, be ready to give our testimony be ready to give our why and testify about the things God has done in your life. Irrefutable testimonies will change environments and help open doors. Just like David giving testimony of the bear and the lion changed King Saul's mind, your testimony is powerful and it has to be shared. We have to be ready to give a defense or ready to give our testimony and be recognizing when new testimonies are happening so we can encourage and uplift each other and so we can give glory to the one who allows them to happen. So, so each stone that we learned about came with a seven-day challenge, right? We did seven-day praise challenge. We did seven-day challenge to be in the word. We did seven-day challenge to pray. Seven-day challenge to get the blood flowing. Pastor Dan kept saying, it's blood week. It's blood week. We got to admit it, apply it, and defeat those giants. And so here is today's challenge regarding our testimony. I was talking with Pastor Dan about some of the giants that were popping up during the, the time it took to create, you know, come up with this message. And I was giving testimony and telling him about how good God was and how powerful these stones are and how it changed the environment. And, and as we were talking through that, I kind of was getting some clarity on where to go today. And then we started talking about the seven-day challenge and what that might look like. And, and so Pastor Dan suggested, and I agree, and by the way, when we were at the one-day conference, Pastor Emily didn't even know what Pastor Dan and I had talked about, and she challenged the kids to do this. So this is confirmed. Let's post some testimonies on our social media accounts, right? Social media gets a, a bad name all the time, and probably rightfully so for struggles that it causes people, addictions that it causes people, whatever, but... God takes everything and he uses it for the good, right? And so let's post a testimony on our social media account. Let's post a testimony on how you came to faith in Christ. Let's post a testimony on why you're sitting in here today. Let's post a testimony about the goodness of God. Did he deliver you from something? A family member who got a healing. I know there's been people that have had surgeries within the past couple of weeks and God brought them through some serious stuff. I had a friend that I used to work with at first service today. Her dad had a brain surgery last week. He's good. He's awesome, man. Gordy was here during first service, come up, basically, almost, I say running up, but he walked fastly, giving testimony about how he's here today. Let's post a testimony about God's goodness. Whatever God lays on your heart in your prayer time, 
give that testimony, give that glory to God about something he accomplished and we'll post it to our social media sites and let's see what the Holy Spirit does with it. Because just like our student that got up and gave testimony and it spurred somebody on to get delivered as well, your testimonies will do that also. I have no doubt that a giant will fall. I have no doubt someone will be encouraged. I have no doubt someone will be inspired because your testimonies will bring light to the magnificent God that we have and scream God's praises to our circles of influence. So that's our challenge for this week. It's the end of some series. Some series come along and they're just different. They're just powerful. And this, I feel like this was one of them. We had praise the word, prayer, the blood, and testimony. Five stones that we have at our disposal to defeat the giants that come against us, to testify to God's greatness and his undefeated record against any Goliath that we'll face. So I've been blessed by this series. Anybody else? Amen? Amen? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have prayer partners up here. Um, if you have a giant that you need squashed, We've got some weapons we can use it, use against it. We've got some people that want to pray over you. So please don't hesitate. Come forward and receive that prayer. And we'll just close. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today. And it doesn't matter that I'm spilling water on myself and stumbling over my words because your word is powerful. Your word is good. We thank you for the testimonies that you've created in our life. We thank you for the testimonies that you're going to create in our life. And we thank you that you give us weapons that we can use against those giants that come, al come along. And so we just pray blessings over the church and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot -E org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.